from the man behind a variety of great movies that you've probably never heard of, comes this powerful 2017 Best Picture nominee about a woman seeking justice for the unsolved murder of her daughter. Carried by an incredible acting performance by now two-time Academy Award winner Frances McDormand, this movie manages to walk a fine line between dark satirical comedy and controversial drama on societal and criminal injustice. Banter Movie Club presents Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. This week, Wes and I watched the movie The Rebuild Boards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. If you haven't heard of it before, it is by director Martin McDonough, stars Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell. And it's about essentially this woman who is seeking justice for the for her daughter who was murdered seven months prior and but no arrests and the, the case has pretty much pretty much been unsolved to this point. Listed as a comedy crime drama. So that's kind of surprising. Dramedy comma. Dramedy comma. comma. Kind of surprising that comedy is the first thing it listed. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely not, Wes, I am not calling it a comedy first. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie was pretty pretty interesting. I'm going to put my cards on the table uh, right away and say I loved it. Absolutely loved it. However, it's such a weird movie to get a read on. Yeah. I would not say I loved it, but I will say I liked it. Okay. I think the reason it's such a weird movie to get a read on is because normally, you know, if you've seen as many movies as I have, you get in the flow of a movie, you kind of feel like you know what's going to happen next. You kind of feel like you know characters you can trust, what characters you don't like, what characters are protagonists, antagonists. This movie kind of does this interesting thing where you think it's Mildred Hayes against against the cops and against the community. I mean, it is, but you don't know, you know, it's not obvious whether one side is right and one side is wrong. Right. That makes it very interesting. There's so many sides, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe even not. Maybe everyone's just on the same side and they don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the corona. <laughs> Ugh, I mentioned that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on in this movie a lot of different aspects a lot of different storylines you got a storyline of like mildred's own self-growth and accepting um accepting and grieving her daughter's death um there's some there's some personal things that go into that there's an arc with her and her ex-husband there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of an arc with Chief Willoughby, who Chief Willoughby is this man who you kind of right off the bat think is going to be the antagonist, but as you go along, you learn he's really a good man, one of the best men in the small town, and, and yeah. de- definitely the best and most respected cop. Mm-hmm. And he has cancer and he's dying, and yet all these billboards are up, kind of slandering his name a little bit, ruffles some feathers. So there's there's that. There's an arc with um, this cop 
Dixon, Sheriff uh, Officer Dixon, played by Sam Rockwell, who is just kind of off the rails, drunk, lives uh, with his mom, mom. hates everyone, absolutely, and and he's racist. There's some there's some racial profiling. There's some racial injustice going on Mm -hmm. in the movie. There's all kinds of different arcs going on, and you're just trying to follow along. Got, got a little something for everybody, but the thing is, it, it's, it blends them together for me in a way that makes for a really interesting and unique movie. I don't think I could ever say I've seen a movie like this before. Agreed. Agreed. It was different. Very different. So, let's talk about some of the acting performances, first of all. Off air, uh, we talked about how we didn't really like Abby Cornish's character, Anne, very much. That's, uh, that is Chief Willoughby's... Um, wife wife weird that we would start with that one but it's because we already met we were talking about that a second ago she's this like very young foreign foreign girl that is married to this the the chief and (laughs) she just doesn't fit the movie i don't feel like but i did not i didn't get her (laughs) at all (laughs) i don't either i don't either but the real stars in this movie are francis mcdormand Number yes, one, for she's sure. she's amazing. She has the Oscar prove it. <laughs> she she has the Oscar prove it. So she does win. She goes on after this is 2017. She goes on to win the Oscar for Best Actress, um, mm-hmm. and it's her second one because her first one was back in what did we say 1997 for Fargo, which, is, which like I don't know about you, Perry, but it blew my mind that she did it 20 years apart. I feel like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. It is It is insane. It is insane. And this is for one of those movies, like people will say these movies are like the artsy movies that win the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And this would qualify as that. It's a it's a limited release. It's a movie with a lot of underlying character and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, important messaging. Yeah. But I think it's something that a lot of different movie watchers can enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I said earlier when we, before we had our technical difficulties, I got a lot of Wind River vibes. Absolutely, yeah. From this one. Which, this one had way more small storylines than that Wind River did. Yes. It definitely had a lot more going on than Wind River. I think I would say I liked Wind River maybe just a touch more. I think um, because it was more dedicated to one storyline, though. Right. You get to you get to dive into that one storyline a little better, um, and it feels more like a mystery a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also the, the kind of surrounding, the setting, the... Yeah. The the nature, the cinematography in that is a little stronger. I think it's just some amazing shots in that movie. Whereas this movie... I mean, Missouri can only be so interesting. Right. There's some cool shots in this movie too. Specifically, the scene where they're driving at night and mm-hmm. and they're talking and all of a sudden you see kind of this reflection of light in the window, in the windshield. And then it turns and you see all these billboards on fire in yep. the dark, the dark Missouri sky. I thought that was a beautiful shot. Uh, there's some beautiful shots of just the Missouri scenery, but not nearly as beautiful as Wind River, the Alaskan. It's not Alaskan, is it? No, it's not. Uh, Wyoming, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. Something up there. I think it was might have been Wyoming. I think it was Wyoming. Yeah, but I agree with you there. Frances McDormand's great. She's she deserved it. The Oscar. I don't remember who else was was running with her that year. I can look it up. That might have been it. the year that. Uh, Casey Affleck won for oh. Manchester by the Sea. Then you have um, Sam Rockwell, who ended up winning uh, Best Supporting 
actor, I believe, as Officer Dixon. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. I mean, he was good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I struggle to give any kind of like award to any, to somebody who's like role is to play a drunk guy, but I guess I haven't seen him a lot. Like I haven't seen him in a lot of movies though. So maybe that is a really different, diverse role for him to play. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I didn't like Dixon. So it's hard for me to like him. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Dixon is a terrible character. You will hate Dixon. If you watch the movie, he does have a little uh, bit of a redemption Yeah, He does have a little bit of a redemption story and the movie ends kind of on a cliffhanger, but, but yeah, you will hate Dixon for the majority of the movie. Well, how about Woody Harrelson? What are your opinions of Woody Harrelson? I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, I, I don't know. I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed every moment he was on screen. I don't know why, but he was like nice, wholesome, Maybe because, like, Mildred was so upset all the time and angry. Yeah. Like, at one point, uh, one of the characters said, has anyone ever seen you smile? <laughs> I'm going to throw so, a vocab word at you. He, I th- To me, Woody Harrelson felt like the antithesis of his wife in terms of he felt very authentic and very yeah. genuine, and he fit the movie very well. And I felt like his wife felt just very unauthentic and stuck out a little bit weird it was just weird (laughs) she didn't feel like she fit the movie very well yeah i i would like martin mcdonough to tell me why (laughs) like why why. he chose her yeah why why choose her i have no idea that's a weird one or like why did they even like make his wife that way Mm. it's just weird I read that uh, that he came up with the idea for this movie um, driving through Texas and saw some billboards about referring to a murder that was unsolved 20 years ago now or something like that. Wow. Um, but he saw these a long time ago, okay. and, but way before he made the movie. And so there was a, a girl that was murdered and left in a car they think it was her husband. Everybody thinks it was her husband, apparently. Um, but he got off, I guess. So and, and moved, and and so these have been up for for twenty twenty five years in in this town in Texas. And so that's pretty cool that it's sort of based on a true story. The, I think I read that that the the guy who's kept these up has paid two hundred thousand dollars for him to be up. Wow! For the last however many years, <laughs> and he says he plans to keep him up there until it's solved. Wow, that's baffling. <laughs> One other thing I really liked about about Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is the theming of like there's there's so much going on, there's so many different things going on, but then at the end, it kind of they all kind of come together a little bit in this idea of like there is so much hate in the lives of every person in Mm -hmm. the movie pretty Mm -hmm. much every main character has had to deal with hate in some one way or the other maybe for maybe for mildred it's hate for that who hate for whoever was the one who murdered her daughter and then whoever has not brought her justice for that and it's their job to do it hate anybody who stands in her way honestly any any i mean the dentist (laughs) the fat dentist (laughs) hate anybody standing in her way and then with everybody else, it's like, 
they're hating Mildred. Red for- Welby, he's facing hate because he is gay. Like, and and in this time, like people hate him for that. So he's facing hate that way. There's a black character that's facing hate because he's black. There's Sam Rockwell that's a drunk, and he's just pent up on anger so he is a source of a lot of the hatred he's got so much anger and he just and a lot of people hate him and he hates everybody it seems like that's not exactly like him except for he hates pretty much everybody except for chief willoughby i mean it's just there's hate in every character it's pretty interesting and then it kind of unifies at the end uh willoughby willoughby in his like letters he's like you can't live off this you gotta like find a way to like put aside the hate mm-hmm. so and then that that, that, that kind of leaves you on like a little cliffhanger you know like is that what's going to happen with with Mildred and with Dixon are they going to learn to put aside the hate I don't know I don't it doesn't look like it <laughs> I'm I don't know man but that was pretty cool I thought that was a cool cool little thing they did really uh subtle Another thing we talked about before the technical technical difficulties was some subtle that they make Mildred. They show that she, even with all this anger and stuff, she is very gentle at heart. Yeah. And there's a few different uh, examples of that. Uh, I mean, she randomly has time to talk to a deer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which he, felt kind of strange. She flips over a struggling bug. She flips over a struggling bug, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what else What else is there to, to, to break down with this movie was? What do you think? Well, I just realized a couple minutes ago where the comedy comes from. Okay. And it's her ex-husband's girlfriend. Oh my gosh, you are right about you are on the money about that. <laughs> she was so funny. She walks into the movie and all of a sudden you're like, "Ah, oh, that's why it's funny. That's why it's a comedy." Okay, so her ex-husband is what like 50s? Got to be and you see his his now girlfriend, and you immediately think, okay, she's young. <laughs> and then like, then they start commenting, she's uh, young. She's young. She must be the same age as like their ol- oldest son, and she's about the same age as their daughter was the the one that was murdered. So yeah. This is so strange that this is his girlfriend, and you find out she's nineteen, but she is so funny in the the. The arc that goes on with her character. I mean, there's no arc with her character, but like with the, the ex-husband and him yeah. talking to the wife, so uh, funny. Mildred, and yeah, so funny. <laughs> and they're just like that conversation that he has when he he busts into the house for the first time. He's like, "What? What are you, cornflakes boy?" <laughs> He's got his <laughs> cereal like the Mildred's son's got like cereal in his hair and. I don't even like this makes no sense to you guys at home, <laughs> but, but you should watch it and find out. There's some really weird kind of humor in this movie. I don't know why it's there. Maybe to make it an easier watch, but there's some humor thrown in like pretty much throughout in some strange places. And it's I not mean, most like of it, most of it's pretty dark. So you kind of got to do something, right? It's not like, like knee slap humor. It's definitely a lot of it's like, uh, you know, like that kind of it's funny, but I don't know if I should laugh shifts the mood a little bit a little bit maybe it just preps us for something else sad maybe that's what we're right doing. it's a little dark a little satiric well very dark a little satirical though mm-hmm. so it's a strange movie very unique very unique and i enjoyed it a lot i think one thing i would have liked to have seen more would have been mildred parenting her son more instead of uh-huh. her being so caught up in her vendetta absolutely that's the only thing i would have changed 
Did you get a little hint of uh, of Sandra Bullock's um, Mrs. Tui from Mildred? Um, I mean, now that you're saying it, maybe a little bit, but Mrs. Tui is like a straight up, like, save your life mom, and Mildred is kind of a get revenge for you mom. I mean, just imagine if uh, the billboards are Michael Orr. <laughs> she defends those billboards like True. Mrs. Tui defended Michael Orr. And then, like, at one point in the movie, there's, like, a cup of coffee thrown on her car, and she walks out, and this is at the high school where her son goes. She's yeah, dropping her right. son off. She goes like out. So she, I go, Miss Tui goes to, the, goes to the projects. Exactly. She goes out, and she's like, who threw that coffee? She walks right up to the guy who threw it, and she kicks him right in the crotch. <laughs> and then she goes to the girl. It's like, do you know who threw the coffee? Kicks her right in the, in the crotch as well. I mean, it's just she, a little bit of that. I mean, there's a little bit of subtleties of, like, like I said, also before the <laughs> technical difficulties of uh, Officer Dixon reminding me of of uh, Step Brothers a little bit, the way he lives with his mama. It's just imagine if Step Brothers was a was a drunk cop. Uh, what what are their names? I forget their names. Uh, Derek? No, not Derek. What are the other ones' names? Derek's one of them. Derek's the like older brother that played by oh, Adam right. Scott. Uh, Brennan and Dale. Yeah. So just imagine if uh, if Brennan is. A drunk, a drunk cop with a lot of hate pent up. Then boom, you got it. You got Officer Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> so much room for activities. So much room for oppression. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, there's just a lot going on in this movie, and I really enjoyed it. But it's strange, and <laughs> you'll have to know that going in. Yeah, it was one of the few movies that ended on a cliffhanger, but I was still satisfied. Yeah, yeah, Kinda. yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say, I think it's the favorite, my favorite movie I've watched so far for our Banter Movie Club. You think movies, so? Though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't even, called it fine yet. Even including, you know, even including um, the ones we did before, like Saving Private Ryan and, you know, mm-hmm. on, Onward's Close, uh, Love Onward, but I think this is even better. Wow. Yeah. So, before we go into our rating on the hot rod scale of rating movies this movie did let's see 8.2 imdb and it did 90 percent round tomatoes and even more impressive 88 percent on metacritic which is known to be kind of a harsh on movies sometimes 88 percent earns it a a stamp for being a a metacritic must watch movie Mm -hmm. very critically acclaimed 12th best movie in 2017, according to Metacritic. 25th most discussed movie. Who cares how disgusted it is, man? <laughs> Why are you just ranking everything nowadays? Uh, 57th movie in relation to most cuss words used at inappropriate moments in the movie. 26th rated movie for alcoholic references. <laughs> and no, I'm just making these up. Uh, but yeah, all right. Wes. Yes, sir. On the higher scale of rating movies, where would you put three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? I would give it a Cool Beans. So, Cool Beans? Cool Beans. A Cool Beans. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's better than uh, I, what you were... I don't know. It sounded like you were on the way to giving it a scrape the joy out of it, but uh, Cool Beans. I like that right. one. I mean, it could, I could have enjoyed it more, but it was more than fine. It was more than fine. Good, good, good. So you enjoyed it more than Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, 
for sure. <laughs> I know a certain Joe that will not be happy to hear it. No, hear that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So here's the thing, Wes. I don't know if I would have liked this movie more if this had been a little more of a mystery that was solved. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I think I would have, and I think it would have earned a... I think it would earn a straight-up party if it went just a little more on that route of yeah. mystery, case, crime, whatever. Kind of like a murder on the Orient Express type thing. Um, yeah, that one's a little more cliche with the type of like murder mystery it is. Right. I, I wouldn't want to turn this into a cliche murder mystery because Maybe it's more like a, too like unique a for that. A little more like that um, in the way it finishes out, I guess. But... Oh man, I'm I I've also got to give it a cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. So, cool beans. I I'm really tempted to give it a, a straight up party. Really am, and I'm trying to be a little more lenient <laughs> with this rating because I'm known to be very. Uh, stringent on the way I rate movies <laughs> on my blog <laughs> but uh, I can't give it a straight up party because it's not a super fun watch <laughs> like it's just not yeah, a that's true. it's not a super fun watch but it's so good it's so good Yeah, IMDB gives it 8.2 which is about 4 out of 5 so I'm going to stick with that as well and give it a cool beans which is about 4 out of 5 Accurate. cool beans cool beans alright uh, Wes instead of drawing out of the jar for our next BMC movie, Banter Movie Clip. Uh, we talked about trying to do one that we know some people are going to like. We have both actually watched this next one. And we're going to bring in someone to talk about it with us. It's Arrival. The 2000 and... Was it 16, 17? Yeah, 2016. The 2016 sci-fi thriller starring Amy Adams and I don't know I don't want to call it starring Jeremy Renner because he didn't exactly star in it. Yeah, I love Jeremy. <laughs> I really do. that's one of his worst performances, but Amy Adams is amazing. All right, we're going to watch that it's directed by Dennis Villanueva. And we'll do that uh into we'll have that one posted for you guys in 2 weeks. So watch Arrival before then. Let us know what you think on our social media and we can have a conversation about it um, because we love Arrival. We're going to talk about that. And I actually haven't seen it since theaters. What? I think. Yeah, I've seen it like three or four times since theaters. I think I've only seen it in theaters and I remember liking it but not like putting it as like anywhere near my top of my best movies ever list. So we'll see. Maybe it'll go up a little bit. Wow. Great great score, which we have already talked about at this point. We did. We did. And hopefully um, you've listened to it. Hopefully you've listened to it. If not, go back and do that now. It's way more fun than talking about this movie, even though this movie's great. It's not super easy to make talk about and make it fun. But yeah. Anyway, that's all for today, guys. That's all for today. Wes, anything to say before we see them in a couple weeks? If it has Woody Harrelson, you should watch it. All right, you heard it. You heard it here first, he's not, folks. He's not in Hail Caesar, is he? <laughs> I don't think. Okay, it's fine. I don't think. All right, guys, we'll see you. Actually, we'll see you next week with a special interview from 
Isaac Carlson of Watso Videos. Uh, we'll be chatting with him, and that'll be live for you on Tuesday. So see you guys next week. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday.